Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you are listening to the podcast Coulda Woulda Shoulda where I focus on not living in regret and forming high functioning habits. I want to inspire you to transform your thoughts for a happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side. Side of what you might ask? Well, that's up to you. Good morning, world, and welcome to the show. Shelley Shearer here. Continuing on with a little bit of the theme that I just started this week about learning a new habit, I'm going to go through a few things, and this would be a kind of a great series to follow because You might not get all the answers in in one podcast and you might have questions and then you'll realize the next time I sort of address those things. So first out of the gate, let me apologize. I realize that my intro and extra on my podcast sucks. (laughs) And one of these days, I promise, I will get it either professionally done or redo it myself. I redid this when I um, rebranded a year ago from coulda, woulda, shoulda to high-functioning habits. And I... It's a bit of a learning curve and I can't exactly remember every step I took to do it. So now I've got to kind of redo it. So I apologize. So kind of stick with me. As with everything in life, this is a opportunity to learn and a growing experience. So yesterday I talked about how I wanted to get back to yoga on Mondays and Sunday was where I needed to change the habits. But nowhere in there did I address how I was going to change those habits on the Sunday. Some of you might have been like, She didn't say anything there because the first thing is you need to discover your why. What is it you want out of a new habit? And you cannot say something like lose weight because that is why nobody loses weight and keeps it off because that is not a why. Having a goal, a lifestyle that you envision in your head, that is a why. I mentioned it very briefly because I just re-listened to the podcast to make sure I didn't need to do any serious edits because I was definitely on a roll yesterday. And I noticed that I didn't, you know, kind of get into this or I, or I, sorry, let me rephrase that. I, I did mention kind of quickly that when I didn't feel like going to the gym, I went anyways because it was in my agenda. The reason for that is why? Because I want to be the type of person that goes to the gym. That's what I, how I was in the past. I'm, and now I want to be the type of person that goes to yoga regularly. Okay? That has nothing to do with anybody else. This is to do with clarity and staying congruent to your own self. Knowing what it is you want your life to look like. What do you want your life to look like? When you look at your life and your habits and your lifestyle and how you carry on in your life, how you emotionally react to things, are you being the way you want to be? Now, I don't want you to get hung up um, on a bunch of stuff like, okay, how do I phrase this? Um, I don't want you to get hung up on perfection or thinking that right now your life isn't real because it is. You only know what you know right now and you're living the, you know, the best you can be. But the one thing I want you to remember is, as my coach always says, one, nothing is carved in stone. But the other thing that he always says is that is your job in life is to be, to become, to learn. So right now you're on the path to being who you're going to be. 
Five years ago, you were on a path to being who you are now. So the fact that you're not thinking perhaps in your head that you're not being who you should be, first of all, that's just you thinking that. And it's kind of bullshit, as my, my coach um, Adam always says. That's just bullshit, Shelly. <laughs> excuse, my, excuse my swearing. I apologize if I offended anybody. But 10 years from now, you will look back on this and say, oh, that person, I was on the path to being who I am today. So everything we do and everything you think about, please keep an open mind. Please realize you're on a journey. Please realize there is never a destination. Never a destination. I think, and I'm probably not going to describe this correctly, but there is a great segment in Atomic Habits where James, is it James Clear? I think that's who the author is, where he speaks about how sometimes people still get, especially results-oriented people, which I tend to be, uh, get stuck on the fact that they reach their goal. You know, they, they set this goal. They've created, you know, they, they lay out the plan for the habit. Then they reach it, and that destination is... Now that's, that's the answer, it, but it's not. That's actually just, let's just call it a waylay point. Great. You got where you needed to be. Now, the question you need to ask yourself now is, and what next? Because there's never an end. I know I've talked about this a hundred times. I've told you my dad's vision of being a millionaire. He, it's all he focused on. And when he reached it, that was it. He never grew past that because that's all he saw where that, Belief came from in his childhood, I have no idea, but that's what he saw in life. And so once he reached a million dollars, he never said, okay, this is great. Now look what else I can do. I can go turn this into $5 million. Never entered his head. And that's what happens when you get stuck on a destination or on a, on a result. The, a measuring, oh, I know what it was. James Clear calls it um, a measurement. He actually has another term for it. He says, you can never let the measurement become the result. That's, I think that's exactly how he says it. Never let your measurement become your result. So if you are setting a goal, and for me, yoga on Mondays, getting to yoga on Mondays, my measurement after I've done that is, the measurement is I've done this consistently for a couple of months, and it's now part of my schedule again. Is that my goal? No, my next goal, that was just a measurement of my commitment to being in better shape. Now I said, you know, there's a new goal now. Now I need to get on to yoga three times a week. Perhaps I need um, to do something else on the weekend. It doesn't matter. It could be anything, guys. I really, I'm, I sound a little bit like I'm grasping here, but it really could be anything. But you're only ever designing a measurement because the growth and awareness is going to keep expanding. You never want to stop and just say, and you know what? That's enough. Because the second that happens, you're now stagnant and you no longer learn. Now, if you're happy in that bubble, I've, I've got a family member that is quite happy in their bubble and they're quite vocal about it. Uh, but that's not where I want to be and certainly probably where most of my listeners, we are not in that place. Otherwise, you simply would not be listening to this podcast. So in order to create the habits that need to be in place for me to create the habit of going to yoga on a Monday morning at, at 9.30 and have my house stress-free and ready for my week and my day is... The result, let me, that's what I meant to say. The result is not that I'm rested, my house is clean, and I have um, not been drinking. The result is I get to go to yoga on Monday because I want to be a person that is healthy, in shape, higher functioning in my physical life, and am a person that goes to yoga. That's ultimately what I'm trying to say, and hopefully that will make sense to you. So eating. This week, I've had pie for breakfast every day. 
please don't fall off your chair. I did. Why, you might ask me. And I've lost four pounds um, in the last two weeks since vacation and everything. Reason being, going through a little stuff right now, I wanted to soothe a little bit and I wanted to enjoy something that is very rare in my life. And why is that? I'm a celiac. And the pie is a organic coconut flour, no sugar added pie from a specialty bakery up in Penticton. And I live in the lower mainland. Which means, unless someone brings it to me, and that's highly likely to happen during the year. I get my bread sometimes from my girlfriends, but not a pie. I only enjoy this pie when I'm up there for the week or two in the summer. So it came home because it didn't get eaten. I got it on the last day we were there. And I look at that pie every morning and I think, now I could have a piece of fruit or a shake that I'm not really feeling like I... I'm a big proponent of my protein shakes, but I just, the weather's nice and I'm feeling a little icky and a little, I'm feeling a little bit pissy. <laughs> it's a good expression. I just don't want to, if you could see my body language right now, I've got my hands crossed over and I look like a petulant child. I don't want to drink my protein shake with all the vegetables in it for breakfast. That's pretty much what's going through my head right now. So I'm looking at the pie and it's like, I cut the pie into six pieces. It's just a small pie and I heat it up every morning and I have it for breakfast and it's absolutely delightful. Is that something I'm going to do forever? No, it's something I'm going to treat myself to this one week. And does that mean I'm eating chocolates for lunch? No, I'm having spectacularly wonderful organic salads with a new salad dressing I got from Maple Rock um, Organic uh, Maple Sugar Company and this amazing salmon that my husband caught the other day and cooked up and put in the fridge for me. That's what I'm having for lunch. Healthy snack at dinner. Got to say I haven't been really hungry in the evening. It's kind of irrelevant drinking my water, taking my supplements, doing what I need to do. Do you see how my life didn't all fall apart because in my mind I'm like, ooh, you're eating for pie for breakfast. There are worse things I could be eating for breakfast than an organic coconut flour crust, no sugar added organic fruit pie, okay? Way worse things I could be doing in life. So these are just little things that I just want you to kind of, lots of times people listen to information like this and they're like, oh yeah, I was having a lot of guilt about this or that. No, no, give, give that up. Give that up. We, we, don't, we don't do guilt. Try and remember that, you know, you're just looking at your life like a movie. And if you don't like it, change the channel. And that's really kind of a, a, a good description that describes what I've done in the last week or two. I needed to change the channel on a couple things in my life. And then I needed to back up and find out what habits needed to go in. So I did. And now I need to put some habits in place that will support these changes, which I am not going to talk about all of them in this podcast. I just sort of wanted to revisit the podcast from the other day and how the Sunday habits, mentally, emotionally, and such, why I'm putting them into place, and then execute them. Now, I've said in the, my ebook, I say it here, you know, willpower will only get you so far and then you better have a plan. That is true. You need the plan. You need to know why you're having the plan or you will fail. And then you do need to execute. So there is a certain amount of action. And I like to use the word grit. I was watching a fantastic uh, TED Talk last week by this lovely, I'm sorry, her name is Left Me. She looks like she's got an Asian background. She's a little one and she talks about grit. <laughs> if any of this, if, you know, if you've seen it, if it rings any bells, please feel free to leave a comment about who she was because I completely forget and it's long gone off my computer. But she was talking about how certain people succeed and they realize the, the more research we do into psychology and sociology and, and uh, society the last 20 years, we're realizing that a lot of our 1980s preconceptions were completely wrong. That it isn't always the smart people that succeed. It's people that 
have grit and determination and are consistent. They have good habits. They're consistent in their habits and they succeed in life. I'm not talking always just about making money. I'm talking about having a happy, high-functioning life where you are impeccable with your word to others and yourself. In other words, you are happy with yourself. You appreciate you as a person and, and the essence of who you are and are not bad-mouthing yourself. You are open and you are continuing to grow. That is what they're talking about in these types of new findings. A lot of stuff, you know, for me, for me personally, it started with the book, The Outliers, where you look at situations that were exceptional and all the sort of outlying circumstances that made for that piece, that, that moment in time or that person's success of amazement. And then we're going, you know, I'm reading many other things and I'm finding a theme in a lot of stuff about how it really is about how you approach the situation, how you feel about the situation emotionally, how you react, how you choose to change, how you choose to put certain habits into place. Then it is about the 1980s, 1990s, superwoman, do this, you'll succeed. You know, cr cr this is how you're going to make money. This is how you're going to have everything. Keeping up with the Joneses. That is all BS. Complete BS. And let me tell you, it has been quite a liberating situation the last four years having to sell the custom-built home that I worked my whole entire adult life to make that a reality to have that dream become reality to live in it for nearly a decade and then to have it gone and go from you know 3,500 square feet of custom-built home to 1,100 square feet in a renov poorly renovated um, unfortunately uh, workmanship looks great but if you just don't look at the workmanship in my house the 1100 square feet of not up-to-date 1950s house were truly I'm actually a lot happier and my growth is exponential compared to what was going on in my life back then I was on a little bit definitely on a little bit of a gerbil wheel I had worked really hard to get to that point and I was successful and I was hap happy I think I, I was happy for a lot of it um, pros there's always pros and cons in your life but I can look back on those nine years and realize I didn't grow a lot during those years it was a destination again I had the job I had the career I had the I had the house I had the husband now and so I you know I wasn't alone I was successful I I felt less intimidated uh, by people around me I felt definitely less intimidated by people with more education I am highly educated in life now and I don't necessarily have the same triggers I did when I was younger about my lack of formal indoctrination uh, education, as I, liked, as I like to call it, into the universities. Um, actually, that's not my saying. That, again, is my coach, Adam. He just loves that term. So, no, you, you were indoctrinated. Indoctrinated? I think that's how he terms it, versus actually getting an education. No, I have the wisdom in education now, and it, it's not a, a point of, for me that I, I feel insecure, but I certainly did for a long time. So I can see that gerbil wheel I was on. I can see where there was a very little growth. And now, as much as the last four years have been so hard and I feel like I, my life for a couple of years were just in the toilet, that's not how I feel now. I'm very kind of aware of my awakening and realizing what matters in life and how my job is simply to keep growing and to be, to be the person I want to be. I was the person I envisioned 10 years ago, the 10 years before, 
So at 40, I was exactly what I envisioned myself when I was 30. That's what I wanted in my life. I wanted to be married and be happy and have that partnership, have that house, have, you know, double my income, get my son raised. I did. I did all those things. And at 40, I envisioned something different at 50. And now those things are actually in realizing that I'm becoming the person that I envisioned at 40 because I really, truly did want more wisdom, more awareness and to help others and to speak out and to speak up. I found my voice in my 50s and that is an amazing thing. And when I'm 60, I will look back on this and realize I've become the person I envisioned then. Hopefully you're sort of following that. So all of it had its purpose, its place, and I enjoyed them all. But it's always about just being and growing. Do not look back with regret. Do not, do not, do not let your past define you. I've been having a really tough time with that the last few days because a lot of things sort of just landed on my plate all at once. It was just overwhelming. The last seven days have just been overwhelming and I couldn't see the forest through the trees. Things I really thought I had dealt with long ago and I needed to let it go and make a different choice. The past are all the lessons I've learned. Do not get stuck in that blame and that hurt everything you've gone through is makes you the person you are today and you are exactly where you need to be all right i will be tackling some other things later in the week uh some different habits and we'll see how that works out and i will share them with you have a great day everyone and i'll catch you on the flip side thank you again for joining me today and remember to focus on not living in regret I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, willpower will only get you so far, then you better have a plan.